COH fam, I'm excited about this moment of preaching. I thank God for the music ministry of our own, uh, that song, Lord, I Look to You, um, is just perfect as we segue into this word uh, because it is a whole piece about how we look to the Lord uh, for all of our help and how we have a sense of expectation of what God can do in our lives. Uh, in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the first verse, in Hebrews, the 11th chapter, in the first verse, it reads, uh, that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I recommend that you read that whole chapter because it goes on to give this litany of great heroes and sheroes and faith and talk about by faith they did this and by faith they did that and by faith they did that. And it's significant because as I look at faith, I realize that faith has some ingredients. It says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And one of the things that I often talk to folks about is the significance of hope, is the significance of expectation. Because hope Hope is basically the expectation of possibility. A uh, hope is believing that something can happen, that something can come to pass. Uh, the community of hope as a church, uh, we have hope in our name because we believe that if you take away somebody's hope, you can cripple their faith. And right now, one of the challenges and one of the attacks of the enemy is to try to steal your hope. Right now, one of the attacks of the enemy, especially in this period of pandemic, all through 2020, it's been one thing after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's an attack uh, to be able to try to steal your hope. And if the enemy can take away your hope, the enemy can take away your faith. And, and so I've come by to talk a bit about what it means to hope, what it means to have expectation and the power of expectation. Because I've come by to let you know I expect God to do wonderful things in this season. In the midst of pandemic, I have a high sense of expectation because I expect God to do marvelous things. Look, I, I want to show you a, a brief little video that talks about expectation and its significance in your life. This is a man named Bob Rosenthal, and early in his career as a research psychologist, he did something very devious. Late one night, Bob secretly crept into his lab and he hung signs on all of the rat cages. Some of the signs said that the rat in the cage was incredibly smart, and some of the signs said that the rat in the cage was incredibly dumb, even though neither of these things was true. So then Bob brings this group of experimenters into his lab and says, for the next week, some of you are going to get these very smart rats and some these very dumb rats. And your job is to run your rat through a maze and record how well it does. So what did they find? It was not even close. The smart rats did almost twice as well as the dumb rats. Even though they weren't... Even though the smart rats were not smart and the stupid rats were not stupid. They were just all the same kind of average North Dakotan rat. <laughs> that almost, to me, sounds like the stuff of science fiction, like telekinesis. Yeah. No one really believed him at first. I was having trouble publishing any of this. But what Bob eventually figured out was that the expectations that the experimenters had in their head actually translated into a whole set of tiny behavior changes. Handling rats and handling them more gently can actually increase the performance of rats. 
Wow. I, I mean, I don't know about you, but that was mind-blowing uh, that even how folks handled rats, the sense of expectation they had for lab rats uh, impacted uh, what they did and how they performed. Uh, as that thing went further, it continued to show you that what happened was that uh, people who had a greater sense of expectation for a rat, thought a rat was smarter, treated it just a little bit better, didn't even realize that there was a difference in the way they were treating it, but they treated it in a way that they expected expected it to do better, and because they treated it in a way that they expected it to do better, it ended up doing better. Uh, there's some things I want you to understand about expectation that I believe that when you can raise your expectation that God can do even more in your life because God is willing, I believe you just got to be able to see it before you see it. Uh, one of the things that I believe you've got, to, one of the first things I believe you've got to understand if you're going to raise your expectation is you've got to raise your expectation around your circle. That's right, you've got to raise your expectation of your crew, the people that you deal with, of your family, of the people you are in relationship with. You've got to raise your expectations of what you expect of them and who they are to become. Uh, the, the, it was amazing when you went further on in that video, uh, the, it went on to talk about the fact that what a parent expects of their child can impact how they perform in school. Uh, that what uh, a person who is in training in the military, what the trainer expects of a soldier can impact them becoming becoming a better soldier, uh, that it talked about the fact that when you raise your expectations of a person, it can often translate into them having a different level of performance. Uh, I learned this lesson uh, years ago. One of the things that I love so much about Reverend Dr. Nancy Lee and Brother Orlando Lee was their expectations of me as a child. Now, I must admit that Reverend Bill, he made the honor roll ever since pre-K. Reverend Bill uh, got the, uh, he got A's in lunch and recess. He got A's on everything. Me, I, 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 was, I was just a bit more challenging um, in how I played things out in my life, a bit more challenging. And, and one of the things that was amazing to me as I grew up was that I may be bringing home C's and D's, and, and my parents were always upset because they did not like C's or D's. Uh, but one of the things that my parents said to me was that we wouldn't be so mad if you were a C or D mind, but you have an A and B mind, and so therefore we cannot accept C's or D's because we expect so much more from you. That, that it was that framework, it was that understanding, it was that way of dealing with me that even when my behavior was C and D, my parents had A and B expectations of me and they spoke A's and B's into my life. It's an amazing thing that I, 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 I didn't even think about that until I was working on my master's degree and was getting A's and B's, working on a doctorate and getting A's and B's, that I realized that an expectation my parents had of me had me not give up on myself when teachers gave up on me, when other classmates gave up on me, when I had given up on me. Uh, the, the, that expectation that they had of me continued to push something in me to allow me to believe there was something more on the inside of me because they had an expectation. Uh, I've come by to tell everybody, every parent of Community of Hope AME Church, that our children are the brightest, not the dumbest. We do not 
have any bad children at Community of Hope. We do not have any dysfunctional children at Community of Hope. We have an expectation of A's and B's because we believe the greatest for them because we understand scripture says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so you never call your child a demon. You never call your child raggedy. You never call your child a misfit because if that's your expectation, then that's how they'll play things out. Uh, but if you call them a genius, if you call them brilliant, if you expect great things from them, they can play out great things in their life. In your relationship, in your marriage with the people you do, if you can't afford to have a high expectation of someone you're in relationship with, then you may not need to be in relationship with them. But you need to be with folks that you can have high expectation and be able to expect the most out of them. One, you've got to raise the expectation of your crew, of your circle. The second thing I believe you've got to do is you've got to raise your expectations of yourself. One of the most challenging things, one of the things I've come to realize over life is that one of the worst critics of me is me. The one of the people that talks the harshest about me is me. I don't know if that's how you are as well, but oftentimes we find that we can be so hard on ourselves because we know ourselves. We know all the issues. We know ourselves late in the midnight hour. Other people get to see the public persona that we put on, but we know how we feel, really feel about stuff. We know how we're really grappling with things. And because of that, that we can often be our own worst critic. But I've come by to tell you, you've got to be able to raise your expectation of yourself. Why? Because remember that video? It said that when people thought the rats were smart, they handled them better. That when people thought the rats were smart, they were more gentle with them. Uh, that when you raise your expectation of yourself, you're not so hard on yourself. You handle yourself better. You treat yourself better. And, and you expect more of yourself. And as you do that, you produce more. Uh, somebody needs to be more gentle to yourself. Uh, somebody needs to uh, uh, be more loving to yourself. Somebody uh, needs to take better care of yourself. If you're honest with yourself, and if some of the reasons that we treat ourselves so bad is because we don't expect much of us. And that goes back to the fact that other people didn't expect much of us. And so we do a self-fulfilling prophecy. Folks didn't expect much of us when we were young. And so now we don't expect much of us while we're old. And so we keep playing out this self-fulfilling prophecy. But I've come by to let you know that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen, uh, that you've got to have some faith in yourself. You've got to believe that if God made me, then God didn't make me just to be lackluster. God didn't make me to be a failure, but God made me uh, because God don't make no junk. My grandmama used to say that, baby, if God made you, God don't make no junk. And so if I have the very breath of God on the inside of me, then therefore I need to expect greatness out of myself. I need to expect that if God can do it in me and God can do it through me, then I can be able to give myself a break sometimes and treat myself a little bit better. The second thing you've got to do is you've got to expect, uh, uh, raise your expectations of yourself. But the third thing, and I'm going to be up out of here, is you've got to raise your expectations of God. Now, now, I know you're going to tell me, I expect God to do great things. I expect God to do wonderful things. But the reality is, I think that some of us give God a bar too low, uh, that we expect God to do stuff. Let me help you. There's a thing called anthropomorphism. Anthropomorphism means uh, that we are trying to understand God uh, anthrop anthropologically, that we're trying to understand God as humans would understand God. And so, therefore, in Scripture, it often talks about God as father and mother. And so many of the ways that we 
understand God as a parental figure. The challenge is that when you've had problems with your own parents or your own parents have let you down or your own parents were just so much about punishing you or that, that oftentimes you see God in that same lens. And so therefore, you're expecting God to be good but not great. You're expecting God to be good uh, but let you down sometimes. You're expecting God to be good but you're expecting at the first time you mess up that God wants to beat you down. God wants to punish you. God wants to hold you down uh, because you don't necessarily have had the best relationship with your parental figure. Uh, but I'm coming by today to tell you you've got to expect greater of God. That you've got to take your expectation of God so high that it allows you to be able then, because remember how what you expect of something impacts how you deal with that thing. That I re Remember the, 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 the video we showed you earlier? Uh, that what they expected of the rats impacted how they handled the rats. Uh, the, the, that research went on further to say that sometimes if you expect less of somebody, you just may stand back a little further from them. That you don't get as close to them. That you don't treat them as well. It's the same thing with God. Uh, that sometimes if you don't expect as much of God, you don't get as close to God. That, 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 that you're not up on God the way you need to. And, and so you've got this push-pull relationship with God that as soon as you start to get a little close, you start to back up because you don't really have an expectation of all that God has for you. But I've come by to tell somebody, you've got to raise your expectation of what God can do. Uh, that there's nothing my God cannot do. And when you understand that, when you walk in that, I, I, I tell folks, you need to get a Clark sister expectation. The Clark sisters had a song called Miracles. It says, I'm looking for a miracle that I expect the impossible, that I feel the intangible, that I see the invisible. And then it goes on to say, the sky is the limit to what I can have, that I believe and receive it, that God will perform it today. The Clark sisters are saying that I have a sense of expectation because remember, the faith is the substance of things hoped for. That means that my hope, that means that my expectation has tangibility. It has something you can hold on to. That if faith is a substance, if it's a substance, that means I can hold on to it. Old saints used to say, hold your hope. Uh, I've come by to let you know that in this season, I know that you're going through things. I know it's rough. I know coronavirus got you down. I know that you're dealing with stuff, whether it's on your job or in your finances or in your health. But I've come by to tell you in the words of the old preachers, hold your hope. Uh, I've come by to let you know that hope is tangible. You can hold on to it. I, I call it a hope rope. Uh, that, well, I'm so glad that when I was down and on my back, I didn't know what I could do. Couldn't get up by myself. Uh, but I grabbed a hold of the hope rope and God was on the other side of the hope rope. And God picked me up and all I had to do was hold on. It wasn't because that I had so much power. It wasn't because I had so much strength. All I had to do was find the strength to hold on. Somebody here today, I'm telling you, just find enough strength to hold on with expectation that the Lord will make a way somehow. Find the strength to hold on with expectation that God can heal your sick body. Find, hold your hope rope to believe that God can turn your finances around. Hold your hope rope to believe that God can bless your children. Hold your hope rope to believe that God can revive your marriage. Hold your hope rope to believe that in the midst of it all that God can be a doctor, God can be a lawyer, God can make a way. Hold your hope rope and watch God pull you up to be all that God has called you to be. Expect something this week. What are you expecting of God this week? Every week you need to be expecting something fresh from God. I, I like the song, Great is Thy Faithfulness, because it says morning by morning, new mercies I see. Every morning when I get up, I'm expecting something fresh from God, and I'm walking in that day with a sense 
of expectation. My brothers and my sisters, I, I don't know about you, but that's good news. And one of the greatest things about that news is no matter who you are, that God believes in you. If you're watching this today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you're watching this today and you're just going through a rough season and you need God to lift up your sense of expectation, if you're watching this today and you need a church home or you need to rededicate your faith, I want to let you know that we're praying for you right where you are that God would grab hold of you and lift up your expectation. Expect for God to do something significant. Look, I just want to pray for everyone right now, for God to look, God in Jesus' name, I thank you. For everyone who's out there, and I thank you, God, for anyone who's watching this, that I believe you're doing something special in their heart to allow them, God, to expect the miraculous. I know they're going through a rough season, I know they're going through a rough time, but God in Jesus' name, I am believing you will give them a sense of encouragement that you will make a way and you will turn things around. So God, allow them to dare to hope, to dare to dream, to grab the rope of hope and hold on because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Now, look, if you never accepted Jesus, we want to give you that opportunity today. Uh, that The Bible says God loved the whole wide world so much that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ today. Uh, all you got to do is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Believe that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says that you shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the penalties of eternal death. Saved from what? Saved from the foolishness of a crazy life. That Jesus can make all the difference in your life. Or you may already be saved, but you need a church. Today's your day to get a church home. We want you to get connected. Or you may need to rededicate your faith. We want you to get connected. If you're going to do either of those things, any of those things, I just want you to type right there in that chat area, hey, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to make this my church home. I want to rededicate my faith. Whoever you are, wherever you are, type it right there. A link will pop up. Click on the link, and we just want to get some further information from you. Now, if you want to do any of those things, I, I want to uh, uh, have you pray with me what we call the prayer of salvation. I want you to repeat these words. It's my words, uh, but it's your faith. Won't you repeat after me? Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I don't want to live that way anymore. And right now, I ask Jesus to come into my heart and be in control of my life. I want to live the way you want me to live and be the person that you've called me to be. So today I thank you that I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If that's you, if you accepted Christ today, or if you made this your church home, or you rededicated your faith, just type right there in that chat room, and we'll be able to connect with you. Click on that link, and we'll be able to connect with you. We want to further be able to share with you and connect with you as a community of Hope Church family. Now, COH, we up out of here. It's been a blessed Sunday with you. I'm praying you're expecting something special this week. 
Don't forget there's still many ways for you to give. There's still time for you to be able to give, uh, whether it's text to give, whether it's the Givelify app, whether it's right there on the website, or whether it's dollar sign, give COH on Cash App. But whatever way, we'll be blessed for your giving. Don't you forget as well, uh, next Sunday, next Sunday or Sunday coming up, uh, that there is um, a, a grocery giveaway at Iverson Mall, a Sunday at 10 a.m., 10 a.m. Iverson Mall. Help us get the word out. Now let me pray a closing word of benediction. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and our hearts have felt now. May the grace of God, sweet communion of your Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide now, henceforth, and forevermore among these people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.